Hey, I hope you're well. Welcome to the Today Dreamer podcast. And welcome to this present moment, this fresh, unique, current moment of being in the here and the now. I'm your host, Michael, and together through conversations, we'll be exploring how to deepen our practice of presence and how to integrate dreaming with doing and being in service of the blossoming of an emergent world story. If this sounds like something you might be into, then please consider hitting the subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, then also don't forget to tick the little notification bell so you don't miss any of the good stuff coming your way. If you're listening through something like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would much appreciate an honest review on what you think about the show. Any feedback is always welcome. If you've been enjoying the episode so far and you found some value in the conversations and you would like to deepen your connection with the show and support the transmission of these mindful media vibes add into the sphere, the best way to do that is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash todaydreamer and joining the Today Dreamer tribe. There are perks available uh, for everyone that does this from exclusive podcast episodes to video content to hangouts holding space for one another on a monthly basis in supportive online groups. There's also a whole library of guided meditations that will be available to supporters of the show. So there's heaps of good stuff. There's actually a lot more. I don't want to get into it. I'd rather you head over there and have an explore for yourself and see if it feels right to support the show. Um, it not only will keep things alive on my end and allow me to keep producing these conversations and finding opportunities to have them, but it will also uh, strengthen the intention behind the show and help ripple out the effects of it into the hearts and minds of everyone that engages and listens. So yeah, if you're digging these chats, please consider taking things to the next level at patreon.com forward slash todaydreamer. Today's conversation is with Vanessa Forbes and it is around speaking and singing things into being evoking evoking what you would like to arise into being Vanessa and I met years ago at a handpan gathering handpan is a steel drum that I play and oh it just started raining quite heavily where I am <laughs> so the handpan is a steel drum actually I'll get it out I'll give you a quick look So that was the handpan, and we met at a handpan gathering. And I was going through quite a difficult time. Oh, I just can't get over this. It's just the most beautiful rainbow has just appeared. Just a little shower of rain towards the end of winter, followed by a beautiful rainbow in the sky. Yes, right when I'm talking about how I met with Vanessa. <laughs> So I went through probably the most difficult time in my life right around the time that I began 
this podcast actually. And during that period, I was in a very heavy and intense place. And Vanessa's music really made me feel loved and safe and held. So I stayed in touch with Vanessa by reconnecting with her through a written letter and inviting her for a conversation. And she said yes. So she came on the show and shared a little bit more about her work and about her journey. And it was a beautiful conversation, a little bit different to the style that we usually go down. But I feel like every conversation is unique and different in its own special way. And yeah, a little bit later during the episode, I will play you one of Vanessa's songs. Actually, the one that, you know, really got me through some difficult times. As I like to do before the start of every episode, I'd like to invite you to pause for a moment, just to pause from whatever's happening in your life and to take a mindful breath. Usually do this by as slow as possible and as naturally as possible, breathing in through the nose and into the belly, deep into the belly, pausing at the, mo at the top, at the crescendo, at the peak of the mountain, and just sitting in that space before gracefully exhaling and pausing at the bottom as well. And when we drop into that space with one another, we'll gently take off into our conversation and see what insights and knowledge and wisdom we can uncover. So invite everyone to gently close their eyes. Just as slow as naturally feels possible, take in a really nice deep inhalation through the nose. time with it and when you reach the top take a moment just to pause before exhaling just as gradually and gently the way out So what kind of feels like a nice place to start is you are safe. Yeah. Kind of the feeling that I just had with that breath in a sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think this was like probably the first song I really connected to of yours. Possibly. I mean, it could have been another one, but it, every time I play it, I really feel like like I'm being held by the universe, as strange as that may seem. Really, because I think that's kind of like we met at a handpan retreat like years ago, but it was only briefly. I connected to your music live in that night and I got a CD and, you know, just kind of had it there. And yeah, I, then it just seemed to kind of arise at the perfect time when I was really going through a struggle 
And you mentioned that a lot of people have connected to that song or there have been some people where that song kind of stands out amongst a lot of the other tracks that you've put together. And I guess I was wondering, you know, what I can kind of see for myself a connection. Um, it was almost like the music was, in a sense, healing a trauma that I had somewhere or something that was going on. And that was just the most beautiful feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah, just I was just kind of wondering what state you might have been in when you put that together and, um, yeah, if that kind of linked up to the creation process in any, any way. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just so happy to hear that it, that it had that effect on you and that it really helped the um, transition that you were going through at the time. I just It's always music to my ears to hear that that's, that that's the effect that the song has had because uh, how I wrote it or what happened was I was in a time in my life where I was working incredibly hard. I had my own business and I was burnt out, but I still had to keep working. I had a lot of staff and um, a lot of overheads. So I was working crazy hours and I went to bed one night and I was in that state, you know, that state when you're too tired to go to sleep, but you're too tired to actually do anything as well. Mm. Um, kind of too jumpy. So I was in that state and I thought it was about midnight and I just got home from work and I thought, oh, look, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sing. I'm just going to sing and play guitar because that chills me out. So I started to sing um, the Gayatri Mantra and I was singing the one, um, the Deva Pramal diet. Gayatri Mantra at the time and the Gayatri Mantra for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what it is it's a it's a sacred chant um, that has been around for for thousands of years and millions of people chant it every day um, it's an Indian chant uh, and it is it basically the the translation is you are the source please illuminate my mind please illuminate my heart so it's really asking for enlightenment and many people chant it um, in the morning, sunrise and at sunset as well. So I was chanting this for about 20 minutes and I was starting to relax and starting to feel a little bit human again. And I thought to myself as I was singing it, I thought, you know, universe, if you, if you want to enlighten me, if you want to, you know, help me through this time, can you tell me? Can you enlighten me in English, in, in simple English that I can understand? And I don't need anything fancy. Just, just tell me. Just tell me what, what you want me to know, but make it clear. And then, then, this, then the um, words came out, you are safe. You know, I'm never leaving you. You're, you're loved. Um, you're beautiful. You're infinite. You're eternal. You're um, immortal. So I guess really I kept singing that over and over and over again. And then I went to sleep and I had a really good sleep. And the next day my flatmate came in to me and he goes, what was that song that you were singing last night? It was making me cry. I was on my bed and it was making me cry. And um, I said, oh, God, it's a bit like <laughs> it was too personal for me. Like I didn't want to share it because I was like, oh, my God, you know, everyone's going to think this is really um, – tacky or or something and anyway we had friends come around he's like Ness 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 will you please sing that song will you sing that song 
and every time somebody came around I got sort of collared into singing this song and then that kind of the word got out and then I was singing it all over town I just kept getting asked to sing that song everywhere and um, for me it's like it's the common denominator between all, with all of us you know all of our hearts where you know we all want to know that we're safe and that we're loved and that we are not going to die you know and that also you know in the song it says I'm never leaving you I'm, I'm closer to you than than your heartbeat you know you we're, we're joined we're together so it's really the, the primordial audio concern that I think maybe many of us have um, that we're alone and we're not so for me it was a really healing song and it really helped me through my through my time and then I've just had responses from people all over the world all over the world I've had people play it to their husbands who are dying I've had people play it to their children every night when they go to bed I've had it had people play it um, while they're giving birth um, I've had people from all over the world contacting me and saying that they heard it at this retreat or at that retreat um, and people saying that it's just really really helped them through their time so um, yeah so I'm really really grateful that this song is there and that this is the response that it has had so thank you for sharing your story with me because it warms it warms the cockles of my heart to hear it yeah it's just like yeah it's all kind of they're all kind of coming back into you and it's interesting how you've kind of you know that prayer was answered in deeper sense and i think the power of just speaking something out and having you know the power behind the words and having some real kind of uh, connection or communication out loud can be a powerful thing like there's almost like a relationship that's being formed through that process and yeah yeah it's interesting i agree with that yeah saying something out loud is really can be really powerful can't it especially if it's something that you know in our culture saying that we're immortal or saying that we're infinite um is not really done or saying that we're eternal you know it's not it's not really done it's kind of not really spoken about that much yeah so it's it's a powerful thing definitely yeah. bringing that out into the open yeah it definitely feels like there's a lot of fear around death but it's kind of subdued and like you mentioned distraction earlier and all these other things it, it seems like the attention's kind of drawn away and from that space at least it's not really explored that often or spoken about and this idea of safety like that there's just fear that is bred from that and it seems like it's harder to make decisions from a place um of love um when when there's like fear around you know so i think moving into those kinds of um like ways of being into those decisions in our lives um, stems from kind of feeling safe in a sense or reminding ourselves that we are or connecting with something that you know helps us feel that way yeah i agree with you you know and that i think that fear 
that feeling of fear is quite um, can often be quite hidden or quite subconscious. You know, you don't even realize that you're scared mm. of something, of whatever that may be, whether it's um, death, whether it's not being able to pay your rent, whether it's yeah. whatever it is, social um, acceptance, whatever it is, this seems to be there, there is a lot of fear, I think, all in my psyche anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nice to uh, I I, fi I find that um, if I start to consciously be grateful for what I do have and you know look out for ways that I am actually held by the universe, it really helps me in my life and in my day to keep pointing my brain in that direction. Yeah, it probably helps other people as well around you, and it probably you know all that all of that gets probably channeled into your music and your work as well, you know, like it's, it's such an amplifying yeah. kind of contagious effect. Yeah, so. for sure. So yeah, what's, sure. what's going on now? Tell me about this, this new album and tell me about the, the change in direction and yeah, share a little bit about that if you could, cause I'm really curious. Yeah. So, um, so I, that the recording process of that album was really, really, fascinating on one hand and and really difficult on another hand and I really felt like a, a total lack of control um, around what happens I mean because it was just me and my guitar and it's a little bit like when you have a camera and you go and take a photo of a beautiful sunset and then you look at the photo on your camera and there's just like it hasn't captured it at all mm. you know that feeling definitely and, do um, yeah <laughs> yeah and so I realized that the recording process is exactly the same. You know, you can have what you think is a beautiful song and, and sing it into a microphone and play your guitar. And when you listen back to it, it just sounds rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, what am I going to do? And how, how do they do it? So it started me on a journey of, of understanding what makes good dynamics in a song and, and how, how to keep the, the listener's ear sort of appreciating different things and how to how to make it more dynamic rather than just a guitar and a voice and so um my first album I, the producer that I had was um a, a local guy in Sydney called Blair Greenberg and he 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 loved the songs he just totally loved the songs and he just took me under his wing and he just did everything so I just did the the um the guitar and the voice and he put all the drums on and really helped me with other musicians to bring it in and make it the beautiful album that it is. You know, it wasn't, you know, I had the, the, the raw songs and, and he, he did the rest of it. And um, I could have gone back to him again for the next album, but I wanted to sort of experiment and start to um, broaden my horizons on what was possible and what could be done with the technology that we've got today you know we've all we anybody who wants to who's got a computer can buy the the recording software and on that recording software there's all kinds of samples and loops and things that you can play with and so you know your songs are limited by your imagination really and um at the same time I also really love a little bit of trance music a little bit of electronic music do you remember and a little bit of electronic, like do you remember Massive Attack and Tricky and More Cheever back yeah. in the day? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I really love that kind of music as well. So I wanted to combine for this next album um, my vocals and my songs with a little bit of electronica underneath it. So um, while Blair is awesome, I didn't know whether he had done much of that because he's more of a, a, a percussionist and a wicked drummer himself. But I wanted to just explore and experiment. And um, I had a I had two frozen shoulders from my work basically, um, and I couldn't play guitar. So I thought, well, this is a perfect time to start to learn how to work these software programs. So I started on Logic and um, they were the songs that I experimented with. And at the same time, um, I, was, I had joined a songwriting club called I Heart Songwriting. And it was a club where you had an hour to write a song once a week and they would give you a word. And um, so I would write the song and record it throughout that week. And that's how I came up with these songs. So it's interesting because you see how many people will take one word and have a completely different song, you know, like a completely different style and a completely different song would come out of each, each person each week. And my ones were always around um, how I saw the world, really, how I see my my spiritual journey or my evolution um, and how can I turn things around? You know, how can I, if I'm, if I'm in pain, emotional or physical, how can I look at it a different way? Mm. So that's what my songs were about. So yeah, that's, that's where it's at. And at the moment um, I was looking for a producer of kind of electronic music to help me to finalize it or, give it a bit more finesse um someone who is an expert in the field and I've actually think I've found somebody um in the states he's done the first one you heard invisible I think I sent you two songs mm. one was invisible and the other one was um strangers I think mm. and the invisible one the one that sounded professional that was <laughs> that was his his effect he sort of boosted up all the vocals and um yeah that was good they were both good yeah Enjoyed. Yeah, change the drums around. So I think what I'm doing is I'll 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 do 75% of it or 80% of it and send send it over to him to to judge it up a bit. Yeah, it's not a bad plan. Yeah. But yeah. It was really groovy by the way. I was like getting into it. I was like, this is good. <laughs> oh good, I'm so good. Yeah, it's something different. It was really cool. I really enjoyed yeah. uh, also the you seems like you've been writing songs for quite a while. And from what you told me before, I think you started playing guitar around the same time as you started writing music. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, guitar is a really beautiful accompaniment to writing music. Do you think so, it's easier to learn to sing when you're, when you're playing guitar? I think it is easier, mm. but it's not a hundred percent necessary, but I think yeah. it is easier. Yeah. Um, and because you know you can you can sort of pedal around on three or four chords and and make up a tune and then put some words to it. Yeah. So um, that's how my last album was done. I mean, all of those songs are well, many of those songs are two or three chords. That's it. 
and I've just been sort of floating around in my bedroom, just writing, just not even, just floating around with two or three chords and literally coming up with a tune and putting putting words to it. I mean, that's how I do it. Everybody will write differently and some people find it really difficult to write and other people find it really easy. Um, it For me, it's a little bit like putting a jigsaw piece, a jigsaw puzzle together. It's starts off with some chords and then it's like what do I want to say and then going from there just feeling into that process so it seems like yeah a lot of the music that I've heard especially those those two tracks recently one of them in particular I can't remember which one it was but it, it felt like there was like a lot of experience behind the the words and it, it felt like they really maybe that's the reason why because you felt into it more than just kind of I don't know you've really felt into it. Yeah. I'm not sure what the other side of that would be, but yeah, it's like there's le but it seems like that's like a particular style with your music. I think I'm not sure if you've heard this before, but there's like a, there's a real kind of insightful sense to it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yes. And thanks for that. I'm so glad that you have picked up on that. It's basically, it does tie into, um, I guess, when I was in my mid thirties, I didn't have any, anything that I wanted in my life. Nothing had really come to pass. I mean, I'd had mm. a, a great time in my twenties and I'd done a lot of partying and a lot of traveling, but by my mid thirties, I realized that, you know, I'm doing something wrong because I haven't got um, where, I'm not where I thought I would be at 35. And yeah. so I did a lot of, I. I kind of figured that the common denominator was me. There was, throughout my life, I was the common denominator, you know. So I thought, oh, what am I doing? That's not not producing results that I want. I didn't have a partner. I didn't really have a going concern as a business. I didn't really have much money. I just didn't really have anything that I wanted. And so I started to do some self uh, improvement workshops I like I did landmark forum and I did the journey and I did um, quite a few different group kind of workshops to try and figure out what was going on beneath the surface that I wasn't attracting what I wanted into my life so um, every single workshop that I did was another stepping stone and it really helped me in my journey and then I did come across some um, do you remember that conversations with God book Yes. I don't know if you know that yes. one. Fell in love with that. I read that so many times. And then I went, found Esther Hicks, Abraham and Esther Hicks, which is a book called Ask and It Is Given. Yeah. And I started to um, I started to experiment with their manifestation techniques. And that just completely blew my mind. Completely and utterly was a revolution for me. And I worked with that and one of the one of the principles of the whole art of manifestation is every every thought that we think we think that thoughts are in our head and that that's where they end but actually our thoughts are vibration and they go out they're transmitted as energetic vibration out to the universe and the universe responds um to the to that vibration so if we are constantly feeling down on ourselves or constantly um 
you know, struggling with whatever, the universe goes, oh, yeah, sure, I'll give that back to you. I'll give that to you. So you've, it, I suddenly started to realize that whatever my thoughts were, they weren't contained in my head, but I actually needed to um, revolutionize them mm. and start to change the way that I was thinking in order to create the life that I wanted to. And that's exactly what I did. I did start to change what I was thinking. And um, I became conscious of negative self-belief and, you know, all those things that we grow up with, the obstacles that we put on our path or that have been put on our path by our family. And I started to dissect them and let them go and um, started to create or to, I started to, strengthen my gratitude muscle and my trust muscle and by doing exercises with those two every day what kind of exercises and, were you doing just out of curiosity um so i i learned that surrender surrender goes with trust so surrender is not for me now it used to be i used to think that surrender was um the white flag you know I'm yeah. hanging the white, I'm flying the white flag, I surrender, I, you've won. And what I realize is that surrender is an ability to allow whatever's happening in your life to, um, to be there without fighting against it. Understanding, and it goes hand in hand with trust that you are in the perfect place always at the perfect time. Um, and that, so I could sort of start to see that I was in a particular place in my life and instead of struggling against it, I could go, ah, oh, it's okay, I'm here because this is what I've created and this is what, this is where I'm, I'm being held in the universe. I can trust that I can be held. And so I can start now to look at how I can change my thought patterns so I can move from this place i can see it as contrast of what i don't want does that make sense yeah it makes total I'm... sense yeah so it's right. yeah it's interesting just thinking of that inflection point that point of switch i guess um you know when when then you started moving into this realization that you know everything that that's going on on the inside is then reflected outside so you're 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 adjusting kind of the inside and and your your things change at that point then like you mentioned you it's another it just becomes a point to contrast to like another point on the journey uh, but that process yep. is like a beautiful one as well like just kind yep. of um going through that and having that ref that time or that moment just think of it as like one interesting moment but it's probably many put together um until things kind of begin to change um, I guess things yeah. are always changing, but it's like that seems like a significant point of change in 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 like a midlife passage. You know, you said you're around 35, so that was when you started singing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's when I started. I'd started singing a couple of years before, yeah, and I'd been singing songs. Um, you were singing since you, know, you were younger. Yeah, were I, no, I I started singing about 30, I think, mm. and I had and started playing guitar around about that time too, but. Mm. The songs that I was singing were kind of lamenting songs, you know, lost love or whatever. Mm -hmm. So basically what happened was when I sort of started to understand the whole laws of the universe, so to speak, or the, the, the law of attraction, um, I realized that if I sang lamenting songs, then that's going out into the universe and that's 
I don't want more lamenting songs. I want songs to be grateful for. I want to be grateful in my life. I want to have so much fun or so much, so many lovely experiences or adventure that I really needed to focus on. It's like you're evoking that into your into your life by putting it out. Because that's a form of vibration as well. Your words, your, your your voice. Yeah, well, if you if you do anything like um, if you do any singing or any music or any dance, um, anything like that is actually giving it another turbo boost. It's not even just speaking; it's actually you're well, putting your emotion in your heart. Yeah, I think that's why it's so yeah. important to put something into it, like you said, like the feel. Even if it sounds terrible to you, or you record it and play it back, and it's not exactly how you want it, as long as you're putting that feeling into it, uh, I think that's. That's where the that that's how the ampl- I didn't re- I didn't think of it as a way of like amplifying more than speaking, but it it seems um, yeah. seems to make sense because you're really into and this it. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what I learned with the whole manifestation thing too. You can think something, but if you think something with emotion, you're turbo blasting it. You're turbo blasting mm. the 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 effectiveness of that thought out there. So, and it's another way of tur- turbo blasting it is doing it in a group. Yeah. That's why group ther- group therapy and stuff like that is so strong. I found I had found it really strong. Or group chanting as well. <laughs> yeah. Group chanting, absolutely. So um, yeah. I I've been I held group chanting in Sydney for years. Oh yeah. Yes, for years and years, and and um, actually the CD after this one is going to be a chanting CD <laughs> because it's the same thing. It's it's projecting vibration out there yeah this is so exciting because it's kind of like the space i'm playing in at the moment like starting to hold groups with chanting even though my chanting is not that great um from like a sounding point of view or at least i I don't think it is yet but it's still in development i guess um i I really enjoy the energy in the space when when a group gets together and we're able to kind of connect connect in and, and create that amplification because it's I think it's powerful and I think it goes beyond the space that we're in in that moment because people go back out into their lives and I believe they carry some of that feeling um, because it's undeniable. It's probably not quantifiable, but everyone in the room's connected in that, in those moments of chanting a bit, a bit more, um, I I guess, saliently than people would realize otherwise. And they go out and some of that beautiful energy is passed on to their family or their friends and, I don't know. It's such a special yeah. thing, isn't it? It's just a feeling as well. Yeah, isn't it a great thing to do? It's just a lovely thing. There's something about a whole bunch of people singing together, and that's great that you're leading chanting. You know, and you know, you might. It, it's it's not about whether it's whether you feel like you're good or not. Actually, it's all about intention. Yeah. Of singing together and um, you know having a feel a force field together of yeah. positivity or or invoking what you want to invoke. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, the other thing I love about chanting is um, I think some people get freaked out by chanting because it's you're chanting the name. Oh, the, the Sanskrit chanting is chanting the names of Hindu gods and goddesses. And, you know, it's not people think it can be a cult or, you know, or they get a bit worried, but it's not about being a Hindu it's about for me it's about invoking the spirit of something good you know 
this the spirit of divine and I couldn't chant because I I have so much or so you know the whole Christian thing I mean I grew up Christian um, and it's not that I have anything against Jesus Christ for example but I do have a hell of a lot against the church um, and so if I had if I was singing Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me. There's no way you'd get me to do it. But I can sing Om Gam Gana Pateo Namaha easily enough because it is not got my own personal religious baggage that comes along with it. Mm. Do you find the same thing? I don't find the same thing as that. I do. I, I think I, I, yeah, I can see how that could be a thing. For me, it's like it almost doesn't matter what I chant, even if it's nothing to do with any religion, if it's just words that I've come up with that, you know, I'm yep. kind of, they're just coming from a place of deep truth, then it's all good. Yep. But I definitely, I, what I do find uh, a similar experience to what you mentioned though, is I, I remember going into, I'm the same um, in the respect of like, I don't know, for me, I'm in a different kind of space, I guess, religiously. I haven't had that background and um, yeah, I don't have those kind of sense of tension, but I do feel as though um, I did feel at one point a stage of apprehension, like a stage of apprehension in terms of going into, you know, um, singing about gods I didn't quite understand. The idea yeah. of kind of maybe looking into what you're singing about instead of blindly singing it, I, I, I kind of like that personally. Um, but I like the idea yeah. of kind of, I don't know, like having that meaning. Um, it doesn't have to be super crystal clearly defined, but, you know, resonating with you in some way. Uh, for me, it was going through this journey of, it was Shiva actually, and this, this idea of kind of um, moving into this space. And then kind of for me, I was singing at the time to the sense of transformation and renewal that I felt like I was ready for yeah. in my life. And I felt like just, I was reflecting on this the other day, it really brought that about because I had that kind of, I was really holding that, even though I, you know, haven't deeply studied Hinduism or haven't gone into the God, hadn't got into the gods really deeply at that point or really wasn't even that attracted to it. It still had that effect because I kind of caught onto a meaning and I, and I held that true in my own way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I can relate that's in that beautifully sense. Put. Mm. Yeah. That's beautifully put because it's all about intention, isn't it? It doesn't mm. matter what you're actually singing. It's, it's what you're holding to while you're singing it. and making so, it your own as well like in whatever way that is for you whatever feels right you know yeah it's like yeah. being open to it as well i think there's like we can often yeah. be close to trying different things or we can have some kind of an assumption about things when we might not you know we haven't dived in just yet yeah absolutely i completely agree with you being open to it and mm. and and making it whatever it means to you yeah
you if you've ever made music with your sister together? Well, uh, she's in a she is a beautiful musician. Yeah, because um, you were saying that. Yeah, yeah, and um, she is a lot technically a hell of a lot better than I am. So um, I've never played music with her music, but she has come in and put um, guitar and a few things on my last CD. Oh, nice. Yeah. um, And she's come in and put, you know, she played, you know, at the CD launch and things like that. So she's come in when I needed her to. And on this um, last album, on this album that I'm doing at the moment, like there's a song that I just said, Mel, can you please look at this? It needs a bridge and I can't think of what to do. And she came back and she just found the most beautiful bridge for me to put on. So um, she is helping me out whenever I need her to. Yeah. And um, yeah, but who knows where we'll go from there. But she's really busy up in, up in Sydney. She teaches a lot of music as well. Yeah. And um, got her own thing as well. So we haven't done, we've, we've done a bit. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just jumping around here in random spots. It's just like little curiosities I've had. Um, I guess another one was this idea of you mentioned having a lot of jams when you were younger growing up. And I know I've seen kind of, I've seen kind of you post photos at different times around uh, the like spaces that you've held. So is that like, is that a similar environment? Is it a different kind of thing that you do on that side of things with? healing music or is it more of a jam when people get together and sing or you know you mentioned these uh collective mantra sessions like does that all tie in in some way so um they're they're all a little bit different from each other Mm. and um this is one thing that i find on my own musical journey is that i have actually do have done a lot of different things Mm. um I guess like the jamming that I, I did a lot when I was younger was around parties and things like that. I'd get the flute out and, and jam with people or um, you'd find yourself three or four people that you just naturally connect with musically. And it's a little bit like friendships, you know, like you either click with people or you don't. And um, so when you find a good bunch of people to jam with, it's it's great. You know, you can go <laughs> yeah. for years and then something changes and then that's, that's the end of that. Um, so um, I don't do, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a, a great musician technically. There's some people that can sit in with anybody and jam with anybody, but I'm fairly, I feel fairly limited in what I can and can't do. So um, I, uh, yeah, just, I've got to be um, like jazz. If, if, if there was a jazz, jazz musician's, if they were getting together, there's no way that I'd even even go anywhere near it. I'd mm. rather just be in the audience because they are so whew, they're so far ahead of where I am technically that I wouldn't be able to keep up. Um, it's like almost a different space with a different background, a different style in itself. It's a different space. Yeah. yeah, it's a different space and it's coming from a different place as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great um, way of putting it. Mm. Yeah, and so I found... I've been doing a lot of work with my husband, actually, like he plays the didgeridoo and gongs and we've been doing a lot of sound journey, sound journey together. So we've been traveling up and down the East coast quite a bit doing, giving sound journeys. 
Um, and that is a constant source of improvisation and jamming because we allow the energy of whatever's happening to come through. So, in fact, our kind of process is to try and still our mind and start start playing and see what comes out. Yeah, this really interests me. This is like this is kind of the area that I'm really into as well because it's like you're working with what's emerging in that moment to moment. You're working with the impermanence of things and how things are constantly in flux and you're, yeah. I don't know, it sounds like you're kind of matching that vibe and being spontaneous with what comes out through you. Yep, yep. And so um, it's a space that I'm interested in keeping on going with too because I love that. You know, there's just mm. nothing more. Um, hold on, let me just, um, there's just nothing more exciting than just seeing what happens and great things can come out you know you can it can just be something that you just feel like you're completely in a flow um and it's a meditation it's it's again it's a meditation of not allowing your mind to come to get in the way so allowing that kind of whatever music wants to come up through you to channel through you um and so I really love doing our sound journeys because that's the space that, that we uh, work in. And there's something about having people in the room that makes it, it, it feels like there's definitely an energetic exchange between us and the people that are on the sound journey um, because we always have really deep sound journeys when we've got people there. Whereas when we're doing it on our own, sometimes it can be, but sometimes it, it almost needs that the people there to be facilitating what what needs to come through mm. yeah I, I i can really relate to a lot of what you're what you're speaking about i think it's a beautiful thing and yeah i just i don't know for me sometimes i feel i don't know maybe it's it's obviously like a, a self-projecting occurrence but it, it it seems like sometimes i don't know like i i do want to work on the other side of things like um the skill sets but I just feel naturally yeah. a lot of the time I'm it's not it's not where I'm naturally drawn to, if that makes sense. Although I feel like it, it can help kind of all all boats rise. Yeah, look, it's it's a great point that you bring up. Um, because it's something that I've grappled with for a long time as well. Because you know, I also grapple with God, you know, you should go and do your you know your 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 theory and your scales and get yourself technically a little bit better but I also don't want to interfere with the process of what my soul is wanting to express in this moment without without it being learned you know learned like that basically I don't want to take on other people's uh, rules and regulations so you know if, if I'm sitting around a a campfire and people say hey sing a cover song the chances of me being able to sing more than three or four cover songs is is it's not going to happen because I haven't wanted to take on other people's truths I've just wanted to explore what my own are so I'm the same as you in terms of just going I'm just going to do the music that flows and that feels naturally good to me mm. it's a comforting yeah. comforting um thoughts so I appreciate that <laughs> yeah Okay, so this has all been amazing. I think we've kind of covered pretty much everything that I wanted to, I guess. Yeah, like just in a natural way, which has been really nice. Um, 
So yeah, I don't really know where else to go with this. I feel like I think you're done. Um, I think we're pretty much done. Yeah, it feels like as long as it's been 37 minutes. I f- yeah, I don't know. Wow. I'm I I feel as though I'm still very curious, but yeah, some questions might be worth kind of letting them marinate and and like kind of yeah, I don't know, deepening that at some other point if you're open to it. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, thank you so much for asking me to come along and and speak. It's been lovely speaking to you, and I, I didn't know that you played music as well. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Today Dreamer podcast. Hopefully you've found something within it that will allow you to deepen your practice of presence and cultivate that within your own life. As always, if you'd like more information on the guest or their work, please head over to the Today Dreamer website, todaydreamer.com, or check out the show notes or the description section wherever you're engaging with this, and there'll be some links to their wonderful and inspiring work there. If you'd like to deepen your connection with me, with the show, by showing your support and helping me keep this, this project, this intention alive, then please consider joining the Today Dreamer tribe by heading over to patreon.com forward slash todaydreamer where you can pledge a small amount every month and in return you'll get certain perks depending on the amount you pledge including exclusive podcast episodes, videos, video chats with me or group hangouts in supportive space where we can really look at meaningful action and support one another in this process of being, doing and dreaming. Thank you so much. Uh, That's all from me 